Hey, what's up, everybody? It's Andy. And before we get started with today's episode, I wanted to let you know about RebateJet.com. What is RebateJet? Well, it's a piece of software that I created that will help Amazon sellers get their products noticed. You can launch with promo codes, rebates. Not only that, but you can list your product for free on the RebateJet third-party marketplace. You don't pay a single penny unless you make a sale. And when you do, it's only a $1 flat fee per product. Try it today, RebateJet.com. Welcome to the Seller Roundtable e-commerce coaching and business strategies with Andy Arnott and Amy Wees. Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Andy Arnott. Amy Wees is not here today. This is Seller Roundtable number 129, and we're with Gianmarco Melli today. Gian, Gianmarco, welcome. Thank you, Andy. Thank you very much. I'm very excited to be here. Yeah, so we always love to uh, start out with some background. So we would love to hear, you can share as little or uh, as much as you want in terms of kind of your journey to where you are today, kind of in the e-com space. You know, we even love to know like where you're born, raised, kind of the hard knocks, um, you know, anything you'd like to share with our audience just to, so they can get to know you a little better. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So hi, everyone. Uh, my name is Gianmarco. I am, uh, I'm originally from Italy. Italy and um, I moved to Shanghai after university started, uh, after, after I finished university, sorry. So I, I stayed there in Shanghai for like six years where I launched my first uh, e-commerce startup in 2016. And that was, uh, I was very lucky to be involved into uh, a program uh, backed by uh, uh, SOSB Ventures, which is a venture capitalist who basically helped funding my my first startup idea when I was like 24. I joined, you know, the, I, I created this this platform in selling uh, imported food in China. So that was my first uh, e-commerce experience, but which unfortunately unfortunately you know didn't go that well. I had a, a Chinese partner and we we didn't really go along very well and uh, that ended up like after a couple of years i i kind of you know transferred the the what was left of this company to to uh, a friend of mine who acquired that so so um during during this time in China, I, I got lots of uh, great experiences. Uh, I, I worked on really a lot of uh, different types of businesses like import export. I did catering services, uh, web development, uh, consulting. Uh, I was also like a national representative of an NGO. So I did all kind of stuff. And uh, although these, all, all these things are very different from each other, uh, I found that they have one thing in common, and that is that the the level of success I've I've had in uh, managing those businesses was directly related to my ability to create uh, a solid structure, to systematize the business, and design effective processes around the daily operations. So essentially, what I found is that in business, solid systems equals success. So therefore, from, from there, you know, I, I really got passionate about uh, systems, processes, and SOP. And I, I've been really uh, spent the, the last uh, couple of years of my life really uh, trying to 
to get more knowledgeable about that, I, I, I joined uh, trainings accelerators and I, I really implemented all, all I've learned in my, in my Amazon business. And I ended up founding uh, the, the Seller Process Podcast, which is a, is a podcast like this one that discusses uh, especially like systems, processes and SOPs for Amazon sellers to, to help them accomplish more with less time and effort, which is something you know, we can talk about uh, today. So that's, yeah, absolutely. that's my story. I love it. Uh, absolutely. So the, the first thing I want to start out with is, you know, for people who, you know, maybe don't even know what systems or processes are, um, you know, can you give a, maybe a quick kind of basic example of what, of what a basic uh, process or, or, or a basic system in an Amazon business would be? Yeah, yeah, for sure. So usually, you know, we, we hear about this word called SOP, uh, which stands for for uh, standard operating procedures. And that's uh, that kind of be, it can be like a scary uh, word, but it, essentially it's just uh, the, the way we do things. Uh, either written down on a video form so that it can serve as a, as a model, uh, which can be also said as a, you know, the easiest path or the most efficient way on how a task should be performed, okay? So essentially, you know, uh, we we do run tasks every day. We we do stuff every day. We wake up in the morning and and do stuff. I open up our computer and start to do keyword research and a lot of different things. So all all that all those things are tasks, and you do it in a certain way. You do it step by step, even though you don't have any like written or or formally um, uh, documented systems. Actually, you do already have. SOPs and systems and processes in place. You just have it, everything in your mind. And uh, what makes a, a, a good company and an efficient company is that the, the knowledge, it, it's, it's not uh, uh, taken it just inside of your mind, but it's like written down in formal documents that are called SOPs that can be easily shared with your team so that you can scale your uh, your, your efforts with uh, through, through the help of other people. So that's essentially uh, what an, a system is, uh, a number of tasks, uh, uh, put, put them in, 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 uh, in an order to, to perform a certain, uh, a certain uh, task at, uh, and, uh, and a goal. Love it. So what, uh, what are some of your favorite tools that you like to see, so, you know, say you want to build a, a, a system for, you know, customer feedback or uh, inventory management, something like that. Uh, kind of uh, what kind of tools would you use and what would the, that process look like on, on the functional side of things? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So one of the, the most uh, uh, underrated kind of um, uh, tools that people really don't use much in Amazon, but are re really widespread in, in any other uh, type of businesses are the, the project management tools, so th uh, software like, for example, Asana or ClickUp. That's really like a big one that uh, I use and I know also Amy is using a lot. Uh, so that's basically, you know, a, a uh, management tool that helps you to systematize your business. You basically create several uh, dashboards with uh, with projects in it. Each project 
project has different tasks with different sub steps. So in each each steps can have their own links and 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 so on. So um, a, a great tool that I really really would recommend everyone to use is uh, Asana or ClickUp uh, project management systems like that. That will basically be the you know the the basic structure of your business. And then on top of that, you can start building the SOPs. SOPs, you know, you can really build them uh, on, uh, on Google Drive or, or a Dropbox. You know, that's where basically your shared folders will be. And uh, you can simply, you know, start writing uh, these SOPs, which I have, you know, certain like formulas and ways on how to, how to uh, create them. And uh, especially, especially, you know, uh, videos and uh, uh, checklist, uh, uh, flowcharts, different types of, uh, of uh, processes that can be represented in different ways. Uh, you basically just to order them into like fold, uh, shared folders uh, that can basically live on, on Google Drive or Dropbox. And uh, yeah, that's that's pretty much it. It, it can be really run. Uh, the whole or your whole organization can be really run within you know Google Docs and uh, Google Drive and uh, um, just some a few management tools. You don't really need to be that need to go that fancy. You know, really just documents and the spreadsheets. You really go a long way with those. Love it. So uh, one of the things that people don't realize is that when you build systems, that's how you can scale your business, right? That's how you can bring on more employees uh, and things like that. So at what point do you think, uh, you know, somebody uh, who's an e-commerce seller owns a brand, uh, what systems should they try to tackle first in order to scale the business to start passing, you know, kind of these day-to-day tasks off to uh, new employees or maybe even like a VA? Yeah, yeah. So that's, you know, usually it's kind of a common mistake or a misconception that people think that if they are a solopreneur, they, they don't need systems, they don't need processes, and they, they can just go with the flow. That's not true. Uh, you can really start from the very beginning when you're solo because that's, you know, it will set the, fun, the foundation for, for your company. And it will basically give you an edge uh, before you're, you, you, will, you will actually outsource any, any task. Uh, because one actually of the advantage of uh, building these systems in advance is that uh, as soon as you will you will need to scale, you can do it quickly, because uh, you will have everything uh, or ready to to be handed over to your your next uh, uh, team member. So to to answer your question, you know th- there are, there's really several ways that people can figure out what kind of tasks they should uh, um, outsource first, and uh, I can give a couple examples. So uh, one is that you know uh, the the easiest way is to really know yourself and understand what you're good at, and uh, and just uh, asking yourself what what you enjoy doing and what you don't enjoy doing. So. Uh, that would be already, you know, one of the the the, the tasks the, the task that you think you are not good at and you don't enjoy doing. Uh, you, you you know you will you will feel miserable, you know, uh, doing all day those kind of tasks, and uh, you, you will not even do it well. So those are the the first type of tasks that you should consider avoiding and and start outsourcing to other people. For example, I don't know. In my case. I really don't enjoy much uh, optimizing PPC. So that was, for example, in my case, one of the first thing I've outsourced to like a manager. 
uh, who, who enjoys numbers, who enjoy, you know, staying on spreadsheets and crunching numbers. I, I don't really like that. I, I more, more, I, I like more doing more like a strategic work um, and more like a visionary uh, at a visionary level. So I decided to outsource PPC first. So that's, that's one of the method method. Then another method could be um, looking at the low value tasks. So for example, uh, check check all, all the tasks that you are doing and and now I actually I can share with you in a second uh, uh, a method on how you can track uh, the tasks that the tasks that you are performing in your business so uh, find out what are the low value tasks of your business uh, for example something that can come to my mind is like uh, creating shipping plans or uploading pictures or like copy pasting like uh, the 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 text of the of the listings you know the bullet points title and so on so those things are kind of a low value tasks because uh, you, you don't need like a, uh, to be a graduate to to do to perform those tasks really like anybody with uh, with a brain and that can understand english can do it so your time is super valuable we only have 24 hours in a day so so that's really what you should focus on uh, as much as possible really to to value your time as much as possible so so find out what are the the tasks that are the lowest value possible and those could be the first one that you can outsource to to a va and and by the way you know another common mistake that people make is that they think they cannot outsource things like right away because they might they, they think they might um um, like hire a person like full-time or that will cost you a lot so but actually there are VAs that are willing to to work three hours a week uh, or or even like I don't know five hours a month okay so just uh, identify those low value tasks and, and start outsourcing it so you can also train yourself in the in the you know your management skills but these two ways are the the, the easiest ways to, to find out what kind of tasks you should uh, you should outsource first and then I have also some other some other like more advanced uh, let's say techniques that I can I can share yeah absolutely let's move on to that here in a second but so <clears throat> what people don't realize is, is is what you're talking about is actually as simple as taking out a piece of paper right and and just jotting down what you do throughout the day and then kind of ranking them on least important to most important when it comes to terms of skill sets, right? Like you were saying, you know, things like customer service, um, data entry, you know, all these really lower level tasks. When you offload those things, you can then move your time to more valuable tasks, which might be finding new products, which might be partnerships, which more, might be, you know, more visionary, more, um, you know, coming up with new uh, product designs or, um, you know, uh, sourcing, uh, you know, finding a new manufacturer, all these kind of higher level tasks that the manager or the owner of the business should be concentrating on rather than these kind of day-to-day -day, uh, monotonous tasks. So uh, I would love to hear kind of what the next level is once you kind of get those basic tasks out of the way. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay. So after, after you take those, out of the way yes so the, you, you automate basically the, um, the, the so you outsource the first ones so yeah basically the um, it, this is an iterative process so you should really kind of put this uh, like time tracking that you mentioned or task tracking um, in in your calendar 
uh, that's what I suggest and what I do in my business. So everything, anything that is not in your calendar is not going to happen, right? So, uh, for example, I, I would suggest to to create a routine in order to basically um, uh, go uh, go through this process in a periodical way. So for example, like every every three months, every quarter, I do like a time tracking um, session, okay, in which basically I, I identify the, the tasks that I, I, I'm still doing and the ones that I basically would like to automate or, or outsource, okay? So in, the, in, the, in, the, in those three months, then I, I work on actually delegating those, those tasks. And then three months after, I do a, another check, okay, and then uh, basically check again whether I was able to actually outsource those tasks or I still have it in my plate. So and act on that. So this is really an iterative process. You have to repeat over and over. And then uh, what I do, like on a on a weekly basis or a, or a biweekly basis, I basically look at all these tasks that I I collect into the so-called task tracker. So I, I collect all the tasks that I, I perform or the team is performing and, um, and uh, basically find, uh, find opportunities to either eliminate tasks, delegate tasks, or, uh, or um, automate and optimize tasks. This is what I call the EDO framework, which stands for eliminating, delegating, optimizing. Okay? So it's not always that you have to, to delegate. Actually, the first step I, I uh, you suggest to to go through it's uh, el eliminating tasks. So before you, because you don't want to delegate something that in in the first place should not be done. Okay. So first of all, you need to come up with the tasks that are not serving your company well. Okay. So and so basically ask yourself: Should I do these tasks? Can you eliminate this task in part? or in total, okay? So that's the first step, so eliminating this. Then after you got into, you get all the tasks that has to be done, okay? So the, the necessary tasks, then you outsource the ones that you keep, you keep outsourcing you know, over time and over and over uh, as you get more budget, as you grow the company, because sometimes it's also a matter of budgets. You cannot afford uh, always you know, to delegate everything at once. So as you grow, as you free up your time, you, you can focus on more, on more uh, high value tasks. So in theory, if, if you're doing things well, you should grow the company and then have more budget to, to outsource even more. Okay, after you, uh, you outsource these this tasks. Sometimes you cannot outsource all the tasks, so you will have to keep some of them. So the tasks that you, you do keep, you have to uh, strive to optimize them. So optimizing means that you, you can either like automate that. So for example, I don't know, like PPC management, you can, uh, you can definitely use uh, PPC automation tools. For example, that's a way to, to reduce the time that you spend on certain tasks, okay? Or optimizing them. So, you know, in the task tracker, that I that I use, you know, you you put all the tasks that you perform uh, during the day. So basically, you can go like one by one, line line by line, to to see, okay, what I'm what I'm doing in here. Can I optimize it? How can I reduce the time? How can I eliminate some of the steps? And that's also that's also you know one of the benefits of writing down SOPs or or recording videos about SOPs because you can like put. Uh, on in uh, black and um, black and white, you know the um, 
the, the, these tasks in, in a written form. So you can really uh, line by line, step by step, judge whether you should go through this this process whether you can improve it because as long as it's in your mind you will not be able really to analyze deeply each step but that way you you will so so that's basically you know it's an iterative process so you keep doing this over and over until you you basically uh free up more and more of your time that's um yeah that's this it's a cycle basically I love it. So that's, uh, you know, if, if people aren't familiar with the 80, 20 principle, I would definitely, that's, you know, probably in one of my top five business books, uh, go and go and pick that book up and read it and, and correct me if I'm wrong, but what you're saying is, is look at your daily tasks, right? Like if you're posting to social media for two hours a day and you're, you know, maybe doing a podcast for an hour and you're, you know, look at how you're spending your time and, you know, measure and track the results of the, of the time spent on those tasks tasks and figure out which one benefits your business the most, right? And then use the 80-20 principle to pull out the the, the tasks that are, you know, uh, growing your business and then try to either outsource, automate, or get rid of the 80% of tasks that are not forwarding your business. Is that kind of, uh, you know, what, what, what you're, uh, you know, what you're trying to describe here? Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Yes. Uh, what, what I can give you uh, further, you know, what, what I can add to that, it's, uh, it's uh, what I define as a like a seven steps process to, you know, to complement what you just mentioned and, and to, to add to that. So, so these seven steps are, you know, what should actually um, help you to, to remove yourself from the company uh, over time. So the, the first step, starts from time tracking and task tracking okay so basically you as we mentioned you you track uh, everything that you are doing you you and all all the tasks that you are doing and uh, and then the second step is to define the most important tasks and focus on the on them focus on just the most important stuff tasks and eliminate what is not necessary then uh, you start to capturing the systems and sops so that you can delegate those those uh, remaining tasks or or automate those or optimizing them okay so start with the elimination and then um, you, you you create the, the the processes that will help you to delegate then as you build your team basically you keep rebalancing the team so as, as more people joining or uh, yeah as more people join basically you start to a reassess every every quarter or, or every time somebody new joins you start to reassess the the tasks that each one has in their plate based on their on their strength so there are there are several ways to understand the strengths of each person uh, there are like lots of personality tests that i that i love and um that will really give you a lot uh, lots of good information about yourself and your team so you rebalance your team constantly based on their strength so you reassign these responsibilities to those to these people and then the the next step is that uh, this is something that you should uh, also do do it even uh, at the very beginning of the business but this is also a, a good time to do it which is identifying your customer avatar why i'm saying that now because uh, it's part of an optimization process sometimes people you know just go with the flow start the business go go all in and but then as as you grow you really need to identify very well your customer avatar because that will that will basically enable you to focus your efforts 
and become super efficient at a few number of tasks. So as, as soon as you will identify your customer avatar very well, that will give you basically, uh, that will supercharge the, the process that we just mentioned before, because basically it will allow you to, to create a filter of tasks. So you, you will not do certain tasks or you will not pursue certain marketing efforts or or you or certain channels because it will just not make sense based on your customer avatar okay so that's why i'm putting this uh, this um step here in the middle of the process even though you can actually do it uh, right at the beginning uh, and then uh, the the next step is to you know really creating the the routines uh, for uh, for yourself to to be in charge of the company. So, for example, um, creating creating dashboards that will will help you to to identify to look at the numbers of your of your company just in a at a glance, or or organizing weekly uh, team meetings or periodical uh, time uh, or tasks checks like like I mentioned before. So you start to to do more of the design work the design meaning like um like the visionary work that you, you start doing more and more of the visionary work of the 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 con business control like high level ceo level kind of tasks and then uh, the last the very last step for those who really want to go further uh, on this and really are keen to to remove themselves from the company and um, are, are what, what I call the BIT, so business independence tests. So basically, uh, what what is that? What that means is, uh, as you as you start delegating more and more, uh, you will find yourself being less involved in the daily tasks of your business, right? So so then uh, you you can start. To, to in order to test the how independent it is your company from you you start to running this kind of uh tests so so for example you take like one week off okay and and make sure that uh before of, obviously before you take that week off make sure everything is in place that can work exactly as it should without you okay so then uh, as you as you feel like um confident about that week you think it went well okay cool you can do two weeks okay it's kind of a vacation but you still are you're basically testing the business if it uh, to understand if it's resilient enough to to keep doing the things without you and in those tests like one week two weeks without you which you will like kind of uh, foresee like control it uh, from from the um, from outside i mean you should not actually do anything and that's actually the test also like uh are you really able to do nothing on your business or, or you are kind of forced to jump in and uh, solve some tasks so those are like really like good valuable feedback so if you are forced to to jump in uh, you you know that there is something that is still in your plate you are still not really fully in, the business is not fully independent from you so so you have to you have to improve that part Okay, so as you improve, you you will find that the, the business will will uh, go well even without you for two weeks, three weeks, four weeks. You you can do it as as long as you want. Obviously, you know there are big business owners who are like um, built built a, a very strong machine with their team and uh, systems and processes who you know have multiple businesses and just uh, just leave it. 
uh, they, they don't work anymore in the business. Okay, so so these are this is like one step further running like the business business independence tests. Thanks for tuning in to part one of this episode. Join us every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific Standard Time for live Q&A and bonus content after the recording at SellerRoundTable.com. Sponsored by the ultimate software tool for Amazon sales and growth, SellerSEO.com and AmazingAtHome.com.